0: Hello and welcome to the high performance business solutions podcast. This is Paul De La Garza, your host and coach today. We are bringing you a different twist to our previous programming. I speak of touching the very important business sector of retail business. Our guest today is Crystal Alcaides, the founder of crystal media, who is also a top rated speaker and who has worked exclusively with independent retailers since 2010. Crystal has developed a team of social media experts that have worked with thousands of store owners to significantly increase their foot traffic, sales, and profits. And she's done this through the training programs in a very interesting concept called Done For You Agency. Crystal Media is definitely on a mission to help Main Street thrive. It is my pleasure to welcome a dear friend and esteemed colleague, Crystal Dolcaitis. Crystal, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, I'm excited to be here. How are you, Paul?
0: Well, I'm good, there. Thank you so good. much for your, uh, for your willingness. I know that you are busier than a one on paper hanger, so <laughs> I, I am ecstatic that, you, that you're here. Okay, Me too. So, so let's start. You know, this is somewhat of a change for us as you probably know. And one of the things that I wanna do is I would like for you to basically reiterate, uh, in addition to the introduction that I've given, to, the, to, the, um, to our listeners, reiterate, essentially, first of all, what Crystal Media does, specifically. But also, give us an update in terms of what's going on. We hear a lot of the, the situation that's going on between online and, and, um, and bricks and mortar and the challenges that these folks are facing and you know, things that they're facing with reduced sales and so forth. So let's start with you. Tell us about Crystal Media, tell us about you, how did you get into this gig? Walk us through this.
1: Yeah. Well, I feel like I kind of fell into it all, uh, to be honest. I mean, I, I started working in the social media space, um, really organically. I was working for a startup technology company and we didn't have a budget. So I was reading about this new site called twitter.com and I thought maybe I'll jump on there and try to market this. this, this. (laughs) business. Yes. True. (laughs) True story. (laughs) Um, (laughs) <laughs> and uh, and Twitter led to stumble upon, led to dig, led to Facebook, got shut down by Facebook a couple of times because I was using it wrong because there were no training courses on how to use social media back then it was a brand new industry and right. it was a wild wild west we were just all trying to figure it out so um so that i that's just kind of how i got my start yeah, i it was great we i helped this startup really launch and get free press through social media and i just kind of found my passion for that industry and started a social media company where I managed different businesses, social media across the country. And that led me into the retail world. Um, I started working with a company called Snap Retail back in 2010 and joined their team. And my role was to help educate retailers about social media. Interesting, it started there. What's that?
0: It started there. It, it,
1: it started- yeah, the retail right. social media it really, um, that's where it all began. And uh, when I left that, when I left Snap Retail, I just stayed working with retailers and created Crystal Media and built just online training programs and a membership website for these retailers to get trained, but also get support because. They didn't grow up with this technology it changes often it's easy to feel overwhelmed and frustrated and so i was there and and now you fast forward we're almost we've been uh had the company for almost eight years and i've got an amazing team that helps support these retailers as well as we have a done for you agency so we'll do some of their ads as well as their local listings so freeze them up a little bit uh they don't have to learn those technologies so we're we're training and and just here to help our indie retailers
0: you know what's interesting um i think there are a lot of people out there that have not really or in the past have not correlated the importance of online advertising which is one of the things that you do to bricks and mortar retailers they figure they have their presence they do their thing maybe they do some some email some email campaigns, a lot of newspaper inserts to try and bring foot traffic. But you have been able to really convince people to actually connect social media with foot traffic. How does that work?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's a powerful tool when you can use online tools to drive offline foot traffic and sales. I mean, when we look at social media, one out of five minutes on a cell phone on a mobile device is spent on either Facebook or Instagram. And so when we are spending every single day on social media and we're logging in multiple times a day, typically as a marketer, you have that opportunity to show up and, and be top of mind and connect and build relationships every single day. So whether you're, you're physically, you know, you have a physical brick and mortar location and you don't sell online or you do sell online, it's a tool that you've got to leverage. But from a local perspective, I feel like it's a lot easier because you are targeting your local audience. You know where to find your people. And that also means your budget tends to be less too because we're not advertising to a national or global audience. Right. we really focused on our regional area.
0: Is there a significant efficiency uh... And and this probably sounds like a foolish question, but is there a significant efficiency cost-wise through social media as opposed to just simply print advertising?
1: Yes. I can't tell you how many times I have had retailers, like I, they've heard me speak and they're like, okay, I'm convinced I see your case studies. I'm going to put my radio advertising, my TV advertising, my newspaper advertising, that budget into Facebook ads or Instagram ads and see what my results are. And time and time again, I've heard that they've gotten so much more out of, they've increased their return on investment significantly through social ads versus the traditional print, and I do want to say, you know, if traditional print is working for you, great. That doesn't mean that you should stop it, but what we often see is you can get a lot more for your money when you're doing it online through social media. And because I work with independent retailers, they don't have a big box budget, so right, I'm all about right. getting as much for your money as possible, and that tends to be in social versus the traditional forms.
0: Interesting, interesting. So, right now, can you? Give us a couple of success stories for those people that are saying, you know, I, eh, I don't know, social media, it's just probably too expensive or uh, not really as effective as I, as I think it should, etc. Give us some, one success story of someone that you said, you know what, this person was very reluctant and after she went to social media, she did X. Can you, can you share a story like that?
1: Yeah, totally. So we have a client, her company name is Half Moon Handworks, and she's in the crafting industry. And she started our ads management program towards the end of last year. And so she started hearing in December when people were coming into the store for holiday shopping, more people were saying, oh, I saw this on Facebook. Oh, I like you on Facebook. She started hearing that. Um, In January, she had her annual clearance sale on January 3rd and 4th, and she shared with her ads manager that she had 21 new customers from Facebook, and we were spending $150 a month on her ad campaign. Wow. Yeah. Imagine
0: if she would have matched dollar for dollar, (laughs) the budget that she was probably spending in radio and everything else. Right. Okay, so let's let's shift gears. Here we are. Uh, you've been able to really unearth an extraordinary opportunity for retailers through social media. Fantastic. Well done. Now, comes 2020, (laughs) comes this wonderful, challenging year where we have this coronavirus. And I have heard more and more retailers basically saying we need to either shut down or people are not buying Give us an idea in terms of what has happened and, you know, some of these people get stuck in the midst of this momentum and so forth. What's going on out there as it relates to retailers and how has your firm dealt with this?
1: Yeah. So 2020 uh, has been, it's been interesting. There's been some, some peaks and valleys. That's for sure with our customers. And so a lot of our retailers, I mean, overnight, like they were, their businesses were closed, right? It's like, you have to shut your doors. You cannot have people coming into your stores. I know everybody in, in the country experienced a little different things there, but a lot of our, the people we work with were all of a sudden you are closed. You cannot have foot traffic. We're not sure when you're going to open. And so they real. I mean, our inbox was flooded with what can we do with social media? What can we do with social media? because their store was closed, but their business was not, right? Like they didn't all of a sudden have to go out of business. It's okay, how do we pivot? How can we really make sure that we're staying in front of our customers during this critical time? And so what we saw is some, you know, retail amongst, you know, all of these different industries that have been hit is one of the hardest hit in um from covid you know it's it's devastating and i know i i feel we kind of have a long ways to go here through all of this and and kind of rebuilding back so but i will also say that there are some retailers who have never been more successful um you know there's, if you,
0: there's some success stories out there aren't there
1: they, there are and you know the, for those that pivoted like a lot of the people we work with majority of the people that we work with did not sell online before this so they really relied on their foot traffic and just people coming into the store overnight retailers are feverishly building websites on platforms like shopify to have that ability to sell through um and 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 maybe they weren't doing shipping because that's the thing not a lot went e-commerce and shipping but they would have curbside pickup some would even do delivery options if they were in a certain um, mile radius so that that's something that we saw that boom all of a sudden they have a new sales channel which is online Mm -hmm. and I even heard from one uh, local business in Raleigh North Carolina that was like "Um, if my if I can maintain my web orders I'm gonna close my brick-and-mortar like the it's, I, it's more successful. I don't have to be in my storefront Monday, you know, every single day for hours and hours working with customers and having this, you know, retail space that I'm paying for, I can get a cheaper warehouse somewhere else that I am then just marketing online and shipping products out. Um, the, the great thing about these local retailers is they already have an established business. So they have a list. They've got customers, they've got an audience. So they can easily now just say, hey guys, this is how we can help serve you today. Looks different, but here's what we can do. Um, and then, of course, like in certain categories in the hobby world, sales skyrocketed. All of a sudden, people are stuck in their homes, so they need stuff to do. Like retailers it's have never Something sold.
0: to do for the God. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Like we've never seen so many puzzles be sold in, in, in this long of a time. I mean, it's crazy. Um, loungewear sales were up like 130%. Um, bicycle shops were just had lines outside, you know, so RVs. I mean, it's yes. amazing. so here's the
0: here's, here's what there, there's a question that is begging to be asked based on what you're saying. So there you are, you have a model, you have a business approach that is predominantly promoting social media and so forth, but now we have people that are prepared to pivot. How does this affect or how has it affected crystal media how have you adopted to this new normal that in some cases has taken place? Has your model changed or has it enhanced? What impact has it had? Upon. Yeah.
1: I mean, so a few things. So one, I quickly built a brand new training course, which is a social selling course that just helps retailers from the start to finish on mm-hmm. all the ways you can sell products through social media with or without a website. So this is like, people don't have to come into your store, but this is how you're going to get the job done, making it easier for them through that course. We had a lot of this training you know, here and there, but to really Combine it for really COVID resources. Um, so that was one thing that we quickly launched, and just retailers were so excited about it because they implemented what they learned and then right away started seeing sales. They would do a Facebook Live for an hour and make $2,100 on an hour long Facebook Live, and their customers were like, Oh my gosh, it is so good to see you. We miss you. Are you okay? Just yep, like yep. to show up, you know? I love it.
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah.
1: So, so that's one way. Um, we also beta tested building Shopify websites because our retailers need, you know, if they're going to go fully online, having that e-commerce platform is the best way to do it. And before COVID BC, before COVID here, I always, you know, I'd have so many retailers after like, I'm a speaker after I was done speaking, they come up and ask the question, should I sell online? I'm thinking about launching a website. And what i always said before all of this was well have you spent enough time marketing your current storefront because when you launch a website it's like you're opening a second store location you need to update it you have to constantly be on top of inventory and you have to market it just because you now have an a website doesn't mean you get floods of traffic and sales
0: it's just a brochure
1: exactly so if you're not already marketing your current what you already have Let's put our effort there before we go spend time and money trying to launch a second location, which so I now,
0: find incredible that you would say that because typically what you should say is a sure, absolutely. And you should hire me to actually promote it. Instead, you're giving them really solid advice. So yeah. good well, idea. for, for, for our,
1: for our independence, you know, they don't, again, they don't have these big box budgets and sometimes right. building an e-commerce site can be 10 K plus depending. There's a lot of variables that go into pricing an e-commerce site, but Um, For them to spend that money and then just not spend the time marketing it it didn't make sense. So today, though, when their store was actually closed, you know, they can still take payment over the phone or through email or send PayPal invoices without actually selling through Mm e-commerce. But it is just an easier experience for both the consumer and the retailer if that that e-commerce functionality is there, So that's where I do recommend now having it and a recent, um, study done by socialmediatoday.com found that 42% of consumers surveyed said they, their shopping habits have fundamentally changed, meaning they're shopping online, you know, more people. Yeah. I mean, more people, even just groceries, more people started ordering their groceries online during the lockdown. That means that they become more comfortable shopping online. It's like, wow, that was easy. It was convenient. And so it opens up, well, what else can I buy online? And so we're just seeing more people do that. Plus from the safety perspective and just wanting to stay home, they're turning to online. So these retailers really need to shift their, and, um, and I just, Shopify is my preferred platform. It's a site. It's so user-friendly. Retailers can build.
0: Shopify. Tell our listeners what we're talking about here. You yeah. Shopify a couple of times. Let's clarify that. Tell them what it is.
1: Yeah, so it's an e-commerce uh, website tool. You build your e-commerce platform on Shopify. There's many of these types of sites out there and companies out there. Big Commerce is a another one. Wix is another one. But mm-hmm. Shopify, in my opinion, is just the best. Um, and something that like this is where you would go to set up. You put all your inventory online. It builds all your web pages. Um, it, it allows you to process credit cards, the receipts get sent out, like the whole e-commerce functionality. One
0: stop does all.
1: Yes. Well, and that's where the
0: the actual, the actual retailer.
1: Exactly. And here's what's so exciting. And um, because I'm a little bit of a dork, it made me super emotional to see these things happen. But (laughs) a lot of these big companies like Shopify, Facebook, they are feverishly building tools to support Main Street. So for example, Shopify allowed for retailers to sell gift cards online at no additional cost. It used to be an upgrade, but they then said, no, you could just sell those and we saw a lot of retailers starting to sell gift cards in March and April just to help support some of their revenue wow. and another thing that Shopify did is they used to have a 14-day free trial COVID happened it's now a 90-day free trial so retailers can get up and running and not even pay anything for the first three months <laughs> oh, I mean it's me. so exciting ex- and then they're also building um functionality to have e. Uh, your email marketing within Shopify, so you don't have to have a third party for that. It's just under one roof, which makes it easier. Mm. They've got live chat that they've added, also making it easier for the retailer and consumer. So uh, I'm just I'm a big fan of Shopify, and uh, I just think if you are thinking about if you're a retailer, you're thinking about going into that space, you need e-commerce. Check out Shopify. You need to
0: send them an email and tell them I interested. know very, very hard and they owe you a commission check. (laughs) I know, seriously. Okay, so let's talk about how the typical retailer who is dealing with this kind of situation, and all of a sudden they see their sales plummet uh, because either they don't know what to do, they don't know how to pivot, they don't know that they even can pivot, they get stuck, okay, and try to build momentum and so forth. I've heard you mention in times past through our conversations, givers get. I like, I like to use another term that said, your level of influence upon people is based on how abundantly you place the righteous first. As, as usual, I'm by far more than that you are. But wow. <laughs> here's the point. Tell us about how you have been able to help people that <clears throat> find themselves literally stuck in the mud and saying i don't even know that i'm going to be able to survive i don't know what to do next how has your firm dealt with them
1: well one is just being there for them um which sounds really simple but we have our membership website insiders and so many retailers started going in there posting i just feel so paralyzed i don't even know yeah.
0: But I they're you like, experience, excuse me for interrupting, but didn't yeah. you experience this yourself? You sort of felt a little stuck yourself.
1: Oh, totally. Well, well so in that. my because I had a
0: listener, as a listener is, is really taking this information in, they're saying, wait a minute, the expert sensei herself basically went into a screeching halt. And what I'm interested in you telling the listeners is how you dealt with it. Because oh, I think yeah. it's a great story.
1: Oh, totally. And it's such a perfect tie-in too, to these retailers. So about a year ago, um, I was just really feeling like stuck and in a funk. And that's just something that happens to entrepreneurs. I think it's not all like this is yes. amazing. Yes, it does happen to us. <laughs> it sure does. Yep. And, um, and so, and sometimes it can feel like a lonely world when you are running a business and I, I have amazing coaches and mentors and people in my life, yep. but you still like, you're the one who's running this business. What's the right thing to do? It was like, how can I get out of this? I'm just really tired of feeling this way. And I was like, I just need to help people. I know when I help. I feel better. And so like when I'm on stage and I can teach, I love that when people have questions and I can answer them and they're like, oh my gosh, that was so helpful. You know, like I love that. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I went to our insider group on Facebook and I just said, hey, um, I'm gonna look at your social media for free if you want me to look at it, leave your Facebook and Instagram um, URLs on a comment below. I had 23 insiders be like, oh my gosh, you know, just like putting all these comments in. Yeah, yeah. So I use the tool BombBomb, which is if nobody's, if you haven't heard of that before, it's a really amazing tool that allows you to record videos. It could be one-to-one video or for like a mass send. And you record that video and it puts a thumbnail image in the email that people can click on, go online and watch your personalized video to them. So it's a whole different way of leveraging email, which by the way, is still a really strong marketing tool. social media. It really email. is. Yeah.
0: I use it myself and I think you're spot on.
1: Yes. So what and what I love about Bomb Bomb is people see that thumbnail. So like I always start, I'm like waving. So they see the movement. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and then and they see it's me. So they recognize me. So they click on it and I say the open hey, rate is much higher. Oh my gosh. The yeah. open rate is much higher. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were over a 50% open rate, and our average open rate and kind of industry average is fifteen to eighteen percent. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so I just gave free advice and then if I saw an opportunity where we could help them, I would tell them, Hey, and, and for my insiders, I'd be like, Hey, I noticed that you're not running Facebook ads yet. You're an insider. You have training. We have an ads masterclass go through that. If you haven't yet and ask us if you have questions, like, I really think you're leaving money on the table if you're not using ads. And then, and then I say, if you just don't want to learn it, we can do this for you too. Mm-hmm. You know, set up a call with us, but it was really I gave a lot of actionable tips, so it wasn't like this big sales pitch. It was really, I'm gonna just look at what you're doing and give you free advice. So what
0: happened? You gave all this information away information that normally you would charge for.
1: Yeah, well, get it away,
0: g- and what happened then?
1: Well, then I almost got a little addicted to doing these videos because then I emailed my full list and I was like, Hey, if you want me to look at your, <laughs> at your, yeah. uh, social media opt in, you know? So we had another, I don't know. I mean, we, there was over a hundred people I did. There was this May, 2019. I just did a bunch of bomb bomb videos and um, people loved them. And May ended up being our highest sales. At that point, I had the business for six and a half years, the highest sales that we achieved outside of going to a show. So like I said, I'm a speaker and I'll sell from That's stage. Amazing. Yeah, this, I didn't that have to go thing. anywhere.
0: You keep on using that term givers get and you gave, and you gave, you got back exponentially. Is that what you're saying?
1: Oh, hands down. And I just felt so fulfilled helping people too. You know, like that was just, it got me out of my funk. And then I totally built this momentum from a sales perspective and passion perspective. And it was just, it really was a win-win for the retailers and for us and me.
0: For those people that are sitting here and listening and saying, okay, I'm a retailer. I'm sort of, uh, I've got my foot in two buckets, okay? On one side, I am doing a little bit of Facebook advertising, a little bit. And another side, another foot, I still do my radio and so forth. Considering the environment, considering what's going on today, what advice would you give them?
1: Oh, I mean, you have to be leveraging Facebook and Instagram ads, in my opinion. I mean, so because... Facebook has a lot of information on us. They have a lot of data. So you can get really targeted to who you're advertising to. And let's say you do launch an e-commerce site. So now you can help more people start with just your local audience and your local, your, your customers already, and make it really exciting. Like we have a new way to serve you. You could shop online from the comfort of your home. Um, I'm seeing retailers do cool things too, where they'll do zoom meetings and share their screen and shop online together. Yeah, so it's like a live through
0: zoom. The people at Zoom must be elated. Oh my
1: gosh, I know. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, but it's just like, again, thinking of pivoting. And so how can I really be there for my customers? And if they just feel more comfortable, but it's a great level of service to have this, you know, a shopping appointment exclusively for you. You can also do this through a group. Um, but advertising that you offer this uh, is critical. And our ad age in our ad agency, the average ad spend for our clients is about $300 a month to thousand dollars a month. And sometimes it's more depending on their goals. So just to kind of give listeners an idea, you know, there's some factors that go into that, but again, it's just not a big box budget. I mean, if you're just getting started, you can run ads for as low as a dollar a day.
0: Does that get you anything?
1: Yeah. Yes. Actually, I mean, I even had a retailer who did a ten dollar ad and it drove traffic in. I mean, it's it's pretty incredible. That's why I'm just so passionate about it because the results that you can get, if you're, if you're running the right ad to the right people, then you're gonna, I mean, the ability to get in front of your perfect customers like that and your current customers, like you can run ads to your email list. Mm -hmm. So you already have a list of, you know, 5,000 people have shopped with me. Just start running ads to those people. That's a really great place to start.
0: Now, do you do you deal with all sorts of re- retailers, small mom and pop with maybe four or five employees plus the owner all the way through to maybe 150, 200, 300 people? And, and I mean, do you deal with it across the board?
1: Mom and pop is our sweet spot. So uh, it's really like, think of your local jeweler, gift shop, home decor, gotcha. pet okay. store, hardware mm-hmm. store. Really it's Main Street America.
0: Okay. What's the downside of this? What is the what? What are a couple of things that you would tell retailers? Oh, please don't do blank. Oh well. I hate to No. I got information. Uh, just give the whole full package. Okay. Yeah, this really works. It works well. Okay. But if you're going to do this, two things I would like to ask you: If you're going to do this, you've got to do A, B, and C, and mm-hmm also avoid a b and c what would that be
1: yeah well i'll say when COVID happened like with with the lockdowns in march and april a lot of retailers like i said closed their storefronts they had to so they had a lot more time because they could not work with their customers so that's where so many more of them shifted and committed time to social media and to selling online and i kept saying don't stop spending time here. I was really worried that once they could reopen, they would stop using social media as much right. as they were, go back to their old habits, and then lose out on that momentum because so many of them were seeing sales from it and seeing success. And then you need to build that momentum. So they that was my big thing. And I'm so seeing a lot of retailers who... Our, the, the challenge is how do you balance it all, right? From a time perspective. So my store is open and now what's happening and this will end soon, but because of the extra 600-ish a week that people can get from unemployment, a lot of retailers, employees don't wanna come back to work. So they don't have the staff. They have to do a bunch of things in store to be safe and to abide by CDC guidelines. And, And so they're working extra hard with less people So it's like, well, how am I supposed to also do my Facebook live shows and, you know? um, And so that's, that's a downside, that's a challenge. And if they can find somebody to help assist them and this person doesn't necessarily have to be in the store, they can do some things from their home to help the post to social media, or if they can come into the store just to take a bunch of pictures and videos, then can go home and, and upload those, schedule those out. They can even help run lives with the, the store owner together. But, um, it is easier if you have at least one person on your team who could help you with your social media.
0: A dedicated person that will work social media continuously.
1: Yep. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: So, but Crystal, don't you do some of that?
0: If, if, if I've got, if I'm a retailer and I say, you know what, I'm, I'm spending about $1,500, $2,000, $3,000 a month, let's go small, okay, between radio and print. And now I'm convinced that this whole process of social media can in fact work for me. I'm making some of the adjustments necessary, but I don't know what or how to do it. And in addition, I don't have the bandwidth is this something that Crystal Media can actually do for them under a service agreement?
1: There are a couple of ways that we can help. Um, so when I first started Crystal Media, I had a portion of my business where we managed retailers' social media for them. We posted all their posts. We ran ads for them. We were commenting to everybody's comments. We were following new people to build their audience but the challenge was people would respond and be like oh how much is this still available what other sizes and i would be texting the store owner being like uh, hey is this still available and i'm like this is yeah. kind of a waste of time it's why can't they... yeah. yeah and then i would also have to be like hey can you send me some new photos of what you got in new this week can you go live for me It. they really ha- it has to come from within the store yeah. So what I did is I, tr- I created a training course called social to sale. That is a two-part training course. One is a hiring guide, how to find, train, and manage a social media person. Because-
0: wow. Well yes. done. That's great. Yes. What this, I is kept- like, this is in your website, correct?
1: Yep. It's all within our insiders. membership. Com. You got it. Yep. Okay. Yep. So the thing is, is that store owners, if you don't know enough about social media, then it's really hard for you to find the right person. Yeah. And I heard so many unfortunate stories of retailers who hired somebody and they're like, I don't know if what they're doing. I don't know if it's working. Oh, sure. You know? And then I would also speak and share like the best practices. And I can't tell you how many people have come up to me after I speak and they say, I just set a meeting with my social media person on Monday and I'm going to fire them. Cause they're doing everything wrong based on what you just said, they're doing everything wrong. And I'm like, well, first, have they had the right training? (laughs) You know, like there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely like, we got a yeah, back step here. It's all about training, working as a team. Um, and so that's why I created this course, right? Let me help you train your person, help you find the person questions, asked in the interview, the job description, how much time they'll spend average pay, how to track their success. And then I teach them how to be successful in the second part, how to use social media to see sales, social to sale. So that's how we help. Um, We also have like content ideas and things like that because we sometimes feel stuck on what to post. Um, so, and then of course, like I said, with the ad agency, we do run Facebook and Instagram ads for the retailers. So we'll take their content and then we get to know their goals, their customers, and we run several different types of ads in the background to help grow their business and support their goals.
0: So how does that work? Please tell the listeners in case somebody wants to buy some, some advertising from you, you are an ad agency, you will place the ad for them. You will design the ad. Is that correct?
1: Exactly. Yep. Yep. So all of the posts that the retailer publishes to their page on fa- we focus on Facebook and Instagram today, we advertise those posts. So they get more reach and more, um, they're more effective because more people see them because on an average of the people that like you on Facebook, only one to 6% of them are seeing what you're posting for free. So if wow. a retailer is spending all this time, Creating content, posting, going live, and on average, one to six percent of people are seeing it. Well, we want a lot more people to see it, but we can run an ad for fifty bucks, a hundred dollars, whatever that budget is, to help more people see all of those posts in that month. And mm-hmm. that one ad alone has significantly increased reach, views, traffic, sales. So we we advertise all the organic posts plus we do multiple. Um, other types of ads to other audiences within the ads manager on Facebook. So, yeah.
0: Question. So we have an individual that has made the transition. They pivoted and they found that the new normal is so profitable for them that they're basically saying, you know what? In about two months, I'm completing my lease, but I'm shutting that down because I have had an extraordinary increase in sales my reach is by far more powerful, etc. I am no longer going to become a conventional retailer. I'm going to become an online retailer. How does that change your model? Does it impact at all?
1: No, I mean, the only thing that changes is now we're doing traffic ads with the goal being we want to increase traffic to the website. To
0: put traffic into the store.
1: Exactly. Does the yes. value proposition change? Uh, no, I mean, and depending Especially on... on- yeah yeah i mean and depending on the retailer they may decide to change their audience as far as location based but i think starting like i said earlier in your current location and then you can start working your way out from there once you know because you're fully e-commerce you can help even more people but just start with your current base they have a great launch pad already
0: okay um let me, let me begin wrapping it up by asking you this question. And I'd love for you to just simply speculate for me, recklessly, if you will. Uh, what does the future look like for a retailer? What, if you were to speculate, and I'm just simply asking you, and I'm putting you on the spot, Crystal, but there are a lot of people that are wondering that, okay? They're trying to deal with the situation day in, day out. Certainty has really been fractured at least. At worst, people are in a mild, quiet panic, or if not a big one, in a loud one. But most of us are saying, okay, so, you know, let's assume for a moment that this, this virus continues on a prolonged basis. Uh, what do you see in your crystal ball in terms of how this may have, have impacted the retail world significantly, if not permanently? What do you think is happening? Where well, we
1: first, I know my name is Crystal, but I wish, I i don't have a crystal ball. I wish oh, I did.
0: Wow. <laughs> you really played on that one. That was, a, I, I, you <laughs> know,
1: <laughs>
0: I know. <laughs>
1: um, but if, so, I mean, it's, it is really hard to predict, but I definitely think we will, we will continue to see closures. Um, I think that there will be a group of retailers, mom and pops that just don't have, the resources to go online or the know-how or the energy or interest for it, I mean, it's going to change the way that they do business and, and that that's hard for a lot too, because one thing that they love so much is just connecting with their people, seeing them in sure. person, you know, well, like this different is a no, no doubt. No doubt. So, um, I do think that we're going to see that, but then those who are really willing To pivot i think that we're just going to see new online experiences like i said with these virtual shopping through zoom um live streaming uh, selling events through facebook and instagram where you're just showcasing items and people can buy right there um facebook just launched shops, it's Facebook and Instagram shops. So retailers can sell products through their Facebook or Instagram shop without actually having an e-commerce site, or they could sync it to their e-commerce site. So I do these, like I said, these platforms are really creating tools to help small businesses sell online. And I think we're just going to see a lot more sell online, but they have to have something that's special that stands out because for some of them, competing on price will still be challenging for them especially sure. if they're keeping their brick and mortar or they do have this lease so they have to offer some level of service um, or experience and we are seeing that through vip groups um specialty events that are done online i'm even seeing retailers do trivia night on through zoom with their customers
0: to maintain the brand up alive and well in, in a high profile yeah.
1: Exactly, because maybe they did trivia night in their store or they used to play bingo in their store and do these events and they can't get together with their community anymore. So they're just pivoting online. I'm seeing Floris. Who are offering um, kits, and you buy the kit for 50 bucks, and they teach you how to design your own arrangement. So, looking at different ways to do your business, um, mm-hmm. another there's a toy store that started offering mystery bags for kids, and and sold them online. So you just said, hey, I've got a kid who's between the age of you know, three to five, five to seven, seven to nine. You pick the mystery bag and then it's a fun thing that comes in the mail. You don't know what you're getting. It's a cool experience together. So I think that we're going to see the level of service and experience and things just converted on to a virtual perspective. That
0: is amazing. If anybody wants to actually reach out to you and just to get some guidance, uh, can they talk to one of your team members and just at least get some sort of a, what, what would be the first steps? I've never done social media before. How would that work if they wanted to contact you?
1: Yeah, the fastest way is to email hello at crystalmediaco.com.
0: And you guys will immediately respond and set something up. A,
1: exactly. A, a virtual meeting, et cetera. Yep, exactly.
0: Crystal, um, I want to tell my listeners, and you and I have very briefly chatted about this. We want to have literally a series of of uh, podcasts with you because we think that this world is vast and it has an enormous amount of promise of change and of of new successes. There's a new normal for sure that is taking place in your world. Yes. Uh, It's taking place in my world in terms of leadership and in just conventional sales. But in your particular case where people really have to pivot and, and pivot is the word, uh, I think there's an extraordinary, extraordinary opportunity for, for people to really gain more information from you and, and your experience and your wisdom. So, clearly we want to invite you back probably in the next month or so, because there will be some other things that I'm sure there are listeners would want to listen to and hear from you. Yeah. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you being here and taking your valuable time. And uh, gosh, any parting words that you want to tell your, your listeners here that potential would be customers of yours or for that matter, your retailers.
1: Just yeah, well, uh, I mean, almost going back to that bomb bomb experience for me, like I was stuck and I needed to get out of that and started, you know, just offering free advice. So many of the, the business owners, it's not just retailers who are also feeling stuck and paralyzed just show up to your community. Like you don't even need to sell. like go live and talk about what's happening. Tell them you miss them. Tell them like updates on store progress or just be there for your community. check in with your other local businesses. Um, I can't stress that enough. You don't have to just use social media to sell and you shouldn't. What becomes very memorable and builds that relationship is when you show up and offer help and support and be yourself. So I I want just any business owner to focus on that type of content too, when it comes to social media. And I'll uh, just thank you for having me be here. I am happy to help.
0: Our pleasure. You, you've, you have basically made our offering that much stronger. I mean, bringing that new dimension to, to speak to the retailer world is something that we're very excited about. We want to maintain that continuity of, of communication with that market segment. And I cannot think of anybody better to be the chief spokesperson to accomplish that. So thank you so very much.
1: Yes, thank
0: you. Folks, we hope that you've been able to actually get some some things that may be applicable in the immediate. Uh, if you do have questions, I would really encourage you to really reach out to Crystal and her team. So until we meet again, we wanna thank you for your time. This is Paul VillaGarza with High Performance Business Solutions. Take care. And be well.
1: Bye-bye.